0: Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Steven Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. This week, an odd statue was installed in Campus Martius, the center of downtown Detroit. The statue is of two figures, one large and one small, with as best described as Mickey Mouse bodies and cartoonish skull and crossbones. Heads. I guess I can't come up with any more sort of accurate way to describe what those statues are, but you should go see them for yourself. The 17 foot statue titled Waiting was designed by the artist Cause and purchased by Dan Gilbert. It now stands at the entrance to the Compuware building where Gilbert's Quicken Loans and Bedrock are headquartered. The irony here is that Cause got his start as a street and graffiti artist and Gilbert has been one of the most vehemently outspoken people against unsanctioned graffiti and street art in downtown Detroit. So what are we to make of this statue and what are we to make of where it is in such a central spot in our downtown. That's where we want to begin the conversation today, talking about cause, talking about this statue, talking about public art, and the way that we relate to art and artists here in the city of Detroit. And of course, we want to hear from you, your impressions, if you have been in downtown Detroit or seen it on social media, been involved in conversations or arguments about the cause statue that's in Campus Martius. As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we will work you into the conversation. Tell us what you think of this newest iteration of public art here in the city of Detroit. And here in studio, Joining me to talk about this statue and the idea of public art here in the city of Detroit is Ryan Patrick Hooper. He's a producer with Culture Shift, a regular arts and culture contributor for the Detroit Free Press. And he recently wrote about this new statue in downtown Detroit. Ryan, welcome to the studio.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Also, here is an expert on this subject, one of my favorite local ap- experts. Uh, Sabrina Nelson is an artist who works at the College for Creative Studies in Detroit. She's born here in the late 60s and is a painter by degree from CCS, influenced by Yoruba religion as well as Eastern and African philosophy. Sabrina, welcome to Detroit today.
2: Thank you for having me. Yeah.
0: So, let's start with quick impressions. Of the statue, and I'll go last because I think I I, I know the least about this stuff, and I'm just the, the sort of average person walking by, uh, taking it in. Uh, you guys think a lot more about these things than I do. So, Sabrina, I'm going to start with you. You are Yay. the expert. Yay! I feel
2: like ladies first. Yeah, right. Like well, experts device. first. That's how we
0: do it on Detroit Today.
2: <laughs> well, um, I think of, um. All of the sculpture in in the public sculpture in Detroit, I just look at it as a way to um, accessorize what's already beautiful. Um, We are the the sculpture in Detroit. We are the people. The cars are the moving sculpture here. That's the long history of the Motor City. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think of that first. But when I think of this particular piece at first sight, I think of a... um, I'm a, I'm a musical child, too, in that way. But I think of a remix artist, someone who samples, um, you know, in terms of artists that used to do um, things that Basquiat and Keith Haring were doing. So uh, a public artist or a street artist or a graffiti artist takes samples from other parts of art right. history, and they remix it, and that's what Cause has done. I, at first sight, I don't mind the piece uh-huh. because it's it's um Gilbert's yard. you can do with right. your yard what right. you want when it's your yard, and we
0: should be clear that this exactly. is not sitting out in the middle of the public part of campus marshes. it's literally in the in the entry to the compure building exactly. and so they can do what they want with and it's
2: that. not purchased by the city right. so right. it belongs to the Gilbert um family they purchased it, they put it in their front yard, and that's cool, so if I you know, want a piece in my yard that I've purchased, that I own, then I can have the right to do that as long as it doesn't offend my neighbors too much. Right, right. You know, I think it's a um, it's an okay piece for pop art and for what that artist is trying to say with that um, particular canon.
0: So... And again, I'm the person with the least amount of expertise in this conversation. What is it that you think he's trying to say? Like I said, he's a piece? remix artist. He's yeah.
2: he's dibbling and dabbling in, in the history and the canon of um, Walt Disney and consumerism and uh-huh. what that means. Uh-huh. Um, as a pop artist, you take something from the past and you remix it with what's happening now in the contemporary um, voice that he's using in terms of visual communication. So he uses the symbol of Mickey Mouse and, and that Disney canon and consumerism. And he puts the eyes, you know, you black it out, kind of like that that Ghostbusters. Yeah. Or if you watch the Looney Tunes, that X usually means you're drunk in some kind of right. way. <laughs> right. um, but when you think of someone who, who constantly buys something and our, our community and our culture is, is uh, consumerism. We buy things, we waste things, we throw things away, and he's just sort of using that um, platform to um, talk about what he wants to talk about in his artwork and through his artwork.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: And so I appreciate his honesty. I appreciate his authenticity. I appreciate him going back and using that. Um, it, it's not something that I would do, but, you know, as an artist... Um, I don't like the idea that you you know you have a um a certain amount of people who criticize like wow you should be doing this or it's it's too dark or it's it's talking about this underground culture um I like the title of it waiting I mean Detroit's always waiting we're always the ever rising <laughs> right. phoenix we're always coming <laughs> from you know, death to life. And so I'm okay with it, you know, and and it's right down the street from the spirit of Detroit, which actually that sculpture is coming up on its 60th year.
0: I think that's right. And
2: so, um, I don't mind it. I mean, it's, 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 it's a combination of old and new, and it's not like the new is canceling out the old. And I think so many people feel like And and I'm talking like people who've been here for a long time. They feel like if you're new, you don't respect the old and you're just trying to cancel us out and put a, you know, like this culture in America, we throw old things Mm -hmm. away. Mm -hmm. And some of us who were born and bred a certain way, you know, you must respect elders in that way and still give them light. And so, if you're born and you respect that, you're good. But if you're new and you're coming in and you're like, this is all there is and nothing else ever existed before that, yeah. then that's when I have a problem. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Ryan Hooper, uh, you wrote about this piece uh, this week. Uh, tell me what your reaction is to it. And then tell me, you talked to people down at Campus Martius as they yeah. were walking by. What kind of reaction did you get?
1: Well, I agree with Sabrina in terms of, of the pop art, especially with Keith Haring. I think there's a lot of similarities between Cause, who is known as Brian Donnelly, that's his, his birth name, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Keith Haring, because they both started out uh, basically taking over subway advertisements and, and doing graffiti on mm-hmm. them, and it uh, wasn't long before they found their way into the gallery. So, I mean, he has come up through graffiti writing. He was an animator for a long time uh, with Disney. So when you see that anatomy of Mickey Mouse on the body, that's coming from some of his own experiences. Mm -hmm. And I think looking at it compositionally, um, it's 17 feet tall. It's two tons of bronze and it's got this black patina. So it's matte yet shiny at the same time. Uh And I think in terms of its placement, yes, it's in Gilbert's Yard but very deliberately overlooking Campus Martius. It's a very... You can't miss it. Right. I relate it so much to the spirit of Detroit because it is a presence. It's only eight feet shorter than the spirit of Detroit. (laughs) Unlike the spirit of Detroit, you can actually touch uh, waiting. You can touch the cause statue. So I think from a composition point, it's so massive, yet the way it's painted against that huge, arching, gray, modernist background of Mm -hmm. one Campus Martius... It's not loud for as as big as it is and overwhelming as it is, the way that it's positioned, it really blends in to the urban landscape, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. I, I think is uh, very tasteful. And I do see a little bit of of the conversation that's happening around this statue. It's sustain is pretty incredible. People are still buzzing about it and wondering sure. about it. And what's going on with it. Um, if you looked at the opening party uh, on Tuesday, they had an unveiling party very young lots mm-hmm. of excitement Absolutely. people <laughs> to see this street artist uh, in Detroit uh-huh. an uh-huh. international artist I think there was sort of this this we've made it or someone's paying Ooh. attention there's an international eye on Detroit uh-huh. um, at the same time I think talking about the composition of it people talking to people down there over this past <laughs> weekend there's a, a generally thinking it is a Mickey Mouse related statue until yeah. they get closer. They see that very clearly. And then they see the crossed out eyes, which represent being drunk or, or dead in dead, cartoons right? commonly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the skull and crossbones with the X out eyes, that has been part of Cause's dialogue uh, since 94, 95, 96. Right? He's been using it for a long time. Hmm. And then it also borrows from a vinyl toy. So it's like an action figure that's been blown up. So you see this representing Innocence. Cause himself has said that these companion figures, that shape that we see there, um, they represent his child, the smaller one. He has two kids. Mm -hmm. And they represent the inner child, trying to connect with that. And maybe an inner child sort of arrested, right? Mm -hmm. So you've got the skull and crossbones on this, on the Mickey Mouse body. So people are definitely confused about it. The the big thing is that people wanted to have, right. right? (laughs) Um, But what piece of good art, does everyone agree on? So I think it's doing its job. And if I'm Dan Gilbert, I'm very happy with the response that this new public art piece is getting.
2: And I like the conversation around the word people are confused about it because it makes people question, you know, what it means, what it's there for, and then they look deeper. Yeah. You know, Um, and I like the idea that, you know, now that we have a piece, people feel like, okay, we've arrived. But I mean, you've got dabbles and you've got, the Heidelberg Project, and you've got Sestock, who's been doing like public sculpture, and even across the street from it, you've got those pillars that Herb Babcock did that are glass. And so it's you know the public art in Detroit, if it's not making you question what it is, and it's just feeding you, then it's not really doing what it's, it's supposed to art, be doing, right? right? The
0: purpose of art. Exactly,
2: is. and if you if I like the idea that that piece is downtown, but all around the city, there's some amazing work. If you visit um, Dabble's space, for example, mm-hmm. he's got mm-hmm. these bottle trees, you know, and it talks about spirituality and this all is of that. It's over on the. It's east on side Grand and River and thing. the Boulevard. Yeah, and so it's actually West Side. So, west Side. Yeah, west side. so it's on Sorry. West <laughs> West Grand Boulevard and Grand River. Right. Not and far I from the Motown Museum. I not drive far.
0: by it uh, a lot when I'm going out to. Uh, the neighborhood where I was born at Livernoy and, and Tuxedo, exactly. uh, Livernois and Grand River. Okay, uh, And I notice all the time uh, what's going on on that site.
2: Yeah. So, so if you get out and you walk through that, you know, that space, you're looking at it and you're trying to figure out what it's saying, what it, what did he mean when yeah. he did it? The good thing is, is that he's here and you can ask him. You know, instead of like, you know, going up to the the big piece and you're like, I don't I'm not, you know, and it's OK to come up with a notion of what you think it means and what it means to you, because that way you are defining it. And that's what public art is supposed to do, which I appreciate. So, you know, there's there's so many um, artists here who do pieces that you know, people have an opportunity to ask, what did you mean by that? Hmm. And so with this particular piece, if he has an opportunity to come here, you can touch it, which is different from our spirit of Detroit. You know, if you get close to it, you'll hear somebody come on on a speaker that says, hey, you get away from that piece, even though (laughs) it belongs to us, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so I like the idea that it's interactive and you can be a part of the piece by Like actually putting your hands on it, you know? And so that makes it feel like it belongs to us. Way more accessible. Exactly. uh, As as public art.
0: This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and my guests are Ryan Patrick Hooper, a producer on Culture Shift here on WDET, a regular arts and culture contributor to the Detroit Free Press, recently wrote about the new statue in the middle of downtown Detroit uh, by the artist Cause. Uh, it is a odd statue, to be sure, and it is evoking a lot of response. Uh, we're talking about what that response looks like, and we want to hear from you about what you think about that art. Also here with us is Sabrina Nelson, a professional artist who works at the College for Creative Studies here in Detroit, one of our Great, great local talents uh, on this uh, on this subject and in this in this context. If you want to join the conversation, we would love to hear from you. What did you think of this new statue in the middle of downtown Detroit? What do you think of its placement? What do you think of the idea that it was placed there by somebody who just went out and bought it and put it in the middle of? what is generally thought of as a pretty public space. What do you think of the idea of public art more generally here in Detroit? Uh, what are the things we should be celebrating about the local art scene? Should we be featuring more local art and artists in places like downtown Detroit? Uh, as always, the number on the phones is 313 1019 That's 313 1019 You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there or go to Twitter. And hashtag Detroit Today. Uh, And we'll work you into the conversation. We also have a Twitter poll going on this subject right now, and you can vote through our show. Here's how the polling stands right now. 38% say they love the cause. They are down for it. Uh, 34% say they don't like the cause statue. And 28% say they don't get it. Uh, And I think I would have to put myself in that category. I <laughs> don't know that I get it, but that's an yeah. even split. Right? That's an even split right there. About Did we thirds? have this
2: discussion when Charles McGee's piece went up over by the, the Charles H. Wright Museum? We the, didn't. I, and you know, that's a pretty large piece for an artist who is, how old is Charles McGee? Uh, 93, his, his 90s, 94, yeah. this year? Yeah. 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 I mean, he's he's got a really large piece. It's black and white. I love it's that It's right piece. at the door yeah. right. of the Charles H. Wright Museum. He's got more pieces that are throughout Midtown Detroit. Right. And if people don't like the cause piece, go visit Charles
0: McKee's piece. <laughs> you know,
2: if you don't like it, don't stand in the I yard. I love. I mean, I really love <laughs>
0: that piece, and I love uh, Charles's work. And he's also got a new piece in downtown Detroit on the back of that yeah. new uh, twenty-eight uh, grand. micro apartment. Yeah, twenty-eight grand, and
1: that was his largest piece to date as a ninety-three-year-old artist. Yeah. When you Who's talk about still living, right, living. representation <laughs> of, and living here in Detroit. Right? Yeah, the representation of local artists in, in downtown Detroit is pretty incredible. So. I like the idea of having international flair come in there, mm. and and also his statue is very abstract. It's a little tougher to get upset about something that mm-hmm. that's abstract that and you that
0: can't open not draw so so right. uh, quick a, a sort of reference to, I guess, a commercial exactly. reference. to. Exactly.
2: Yeah. But I I don't I don't understand why, you know, why it's a big deal for um, when the Gilberts purchased the piece to put it there and for people to be so up, you know, and an uproar about it because downtown is not the only place that exists in the city. Yeah, there are and you know, other... there's a lot of public sculpture around like Dennis Naraki wrote two books, I believe on all of the public sculpture uh-huh. in Detroit. Uh-huh. And one should take a tour to actually follow that mapping to find out about these pieces on Belal and all over the city of Detroit that kind of represent a nice, um, rainbow of artists in different parts of, of, our timeline, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I
1: also think with a part of the conversation, what do you think of it? What does it mean? I hate it. I love it. The other part of that conversation is uh, why did Dan Gilbert uh, put this here and, and why is he allowed to do that? Should there be a community conversation about it? Sure. Uh, are we interested in having the, the wealth interests or wealthy have design our downtown with public art? But that's been going on for a long time. Yeah, I mean, we've that, been having that's... that argument forever. Absolutely.
2: This... And yeah. ever. <laughs> yeah,
0: and we, we will continue to have that argument. I'm, sure, I'm not yeah. sure we'll ever resolve that. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to continue our conversation about public art. What is public art? What makes good public art. What should it accomplish? When is it street art? And when is it public art? When is it just a nuisance? Uh, Stay with us and stay with us on the phones. 313-577-1019. Charlie in Detroit, Andrew in Madison Heights. We will get to you next as well as lots of Twitter comments on this subject. Stay with us on Detroit Today. You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. As always, thanks for joining us. My guests are Ryan Patrick Cooper. He is a producer on Culture Shift here on WDET, which runs from 12 to 2 every day. here, uh, weekdays, weekdays here yeah. on, uh, on WDET. He's also a regular arts and culture contributor for the Detroit Free Press and recently wrote about the new statue that is in the middle of downtown Detroit, a statue by the artist Cause that looks a little like Mickey Mouse, but not quite like Mickey Mouse. It's certainly meant to evoke that image. Uh, We're talking about what that image is supposed to make us think here in the city of Detroit. Also with us is Sabrina Nelson. She's a professional artist, uh, works at the College for Creative Studies here in Detroit, one of our great local artists. And we're talking about the role of public art uh, in the wake of the unveiling of this statue in the middle of downtown on Campus Martius. If you want to join the conversation, tell us what you think about the statue. Tell us what you think about public art Tell us how you think we deal with public art here in the city of Detroit. Are we doing the things that we should uplift public art and especially public art by people who are from the city of Detroit? Um, as always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. We also are running a Twitter poll on this subject. So if you go to Twitter, and hashtag Detroit Today, you can participate in that poll. Right now, it's pretty split between people who like the statue, who don't like the statue, and people who are just confused. By the images, Uh, you could also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there and we will work you in. We got a lot of folks who want to talk about this. Apparently, lots of people have spent time in Campus Martius this week. Digital Traveler on Twitter says, I wanted to be optimistic, but it looks like Deadpool married Mickey Mouse, which is not the public art that Detroit needs. How about some local Detroit sculptors uh, Brad on Twitter says that statue is riffing on similar themes as Childish Gambino does in his video focus on distractions, Mickey Mouse bodies while ignoring problems, crossbones and x'd out eyes, powerful stuff. Really disparate reactions there, but both pretty uh pretty interesting. Again, 3135771019 is the number on the phones. Let's start here with Bryant in Detroit. Bryant, welcome to Detroit today. Hello, how are you doing? Good, how are you?
3: Okay. Um, uh, Hi, Sabrina.
2: Hey. (laughs) How you doing? Or shall I say, what up, though? I was trying to enjoy
0: my coffee and this came up. um, I'm a little concerned about uh, context. You know, when you have a corporate body Uh
4: that um, decides to purchase something like that and put it in front of their building, mm-hmm. would, would, would the um, the magic wear off in a very short time, would it become an eyesore? I mean, what was Gilbert uh, thinking?
0: Because yeah. when
4: I saw the picture, it was like uh, cream colored and uh, it was okay in this context. But now you buy the thing and you put it in front of your corporate headquarters, uh-huh. they're going to have a corporate context. Yeah, well. I was wondering if Gilbert left any notes. You know, I'm not... Too concerned about Kaz's Irish statement. Right, I'm wondering about uh, Gilbert as a collector.
0: That's that's a really interesting question,
1: Brian. Thank you very much for the call. Uh, go ahead, Ryan. So with the unveiling of this cause statue, a new term or a new collection that we learned about was the Detroit Art Collection, which is uh, Dan and Jennifer Gilbert, their public art portfolio mm-hmm. that's in downtown Detroit, mm-hmm. which at this point has to be in the low seven figures, I would have to in think. In terms of uh, what they've invested in that. I, I mean, think. it includes Wayfinding, the skate park that, uh-huh. that Tony Hawk had a hand mm-hmm. in. It mm-hmm. includes the Belt Alley, mm-hmm. which is an um, immersive piece of public art that Mm -hmm. turned an entire alley into a piece of art um so i think he he's definitely we have to be realistic about the role that public art plays as real estate development if you look at architectural digest they talked earlier this year uh This is the new billboard, the new advertisement that huge real estate developers in Miami and New York uh, uh, here in Detroit are using to gain attention for what they're doing in downtown areas. So when you look at that it's not necessarily altruistic. It it comes across like that, but it is a public relations move. It it does spark a lot of conversation. We do hear more about Dan Gilbert's art collection and what that's intended to do. And it brings attention to properties that he may be trying to develop. The Charles McGee piece that we talked about, that is on a Dan Gilbert property. The Shepherd Fairy mural, that's 184 feet tall, Mm -hmm. is on one campus marshes. So, There is, in terms of a note that Dan Gilbert is leaving, um, it is a tactic that we're seeing around the United States that public art is a very powerful real estate development tool.
0: Hmm. Uh, Sabrina, we were talking during the break about this difference between uh, when you purchase uh, art and put it in public and when somebody just decides to share their art with the public by putting it somewhere Right. Uh, In in public. There's a difference, right? So we
2: were talking a little bit about what people deem as high high highbrow art Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. maybe lowbrow art. And just as a a perfect example, if you ride through Detroit's North End, Mm -hmm. there is a developer who owns a construction company who has a degree in architecture. His name is Stephen Harris. He has a red sculpture in a lot that belongs to him. He built that. He always wanted to go to school for art and become a sculpture. He built that piece. It's a red um, guy holding a sword. It's made out of metal metal, and he bolted it there. No one's talked about it. Hmm. No one talked about it being there. At least I haven't seen anyone write on it and talk about it. And I've written past it because it's right on the back end of Detroit International Academy, which is the old northern yeah. high school. Yeah. The all girls school. It's a great piece. And he, you know, is not he's more of a Zygust artist because he hasn't gone to Cranbrook or Wayne State or CCS or U of M. He hasn't gone to an art program in that way. He's a designer, but it's a beautiful piece. And when you look at that piece, which is not in downtown, it's not a sanctioned art piece. It's not a mural in the market. It's not a, you know, a piece that like I painted the um, Spirit of Detroit Plaza with mm-hmm. a group of kids. Mm-hmm. I painted that in the street. Mm-hmm. Some people talked about it, some people didn't, but it's a part of the city now. Some people were not happy that the street of is blocked off. people were
0: upset about yeah. blocking exactly. the street. Exactly, exactly,
2: but yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty. It turns this, this place that we call Detroit that some people look at as a dystopia city, into this really, underneath this ugly rock that people perceive as ugly, there's some really beautiful things happening here. Yeah. And it starts with the creatives and the people who live here. And so if you take the art collection that that the Gilberts have purchased and put in their properties, it's bringing attention to Detroit in that way. Some people who live here who have to look at it daily, maybe they don't like it, but art does that. When you step in the DIA, you have your favorite pieces, or you don't.
0: Yes. You know right. what I'm just saying. Places so I'm, you don't ever go. Exactly. In that can you, you imagine can, you're when, you're when they put
2: the thinker on the on the platform? How many people in Detroit did not like Rodin's thinker? Mm-hmm. Like it looks like a dude. You know what I'm <laughs> yes, saying? I I'm don't. just saying. I know what. Well, also like. with
1: Diego Rivera, the Detroit industry murals. <laughs> yeah. When those yeah. were done in very in controversial when they were finished. Absolutely. Yeah. And talking about context that the last caller brought up. The context of that has changed completely. Mm-hmm. And the fist.
2: Think about the fist. The fist. Mm-hmm.
1: Another corporate gift. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a $350,000. That's about $800,000 today that Time, Inc., mm-hmm. a massive media corporation, gifted the DIA to celebrate their 100th anniversary. Uh, we still debate that. There's right. still a division what does that around mean? what does that mean Is and, it, and everything. Uh, but the the Detroit Industry Murals, that represents Detroit. More than anything now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a go-to top five thing you have to see. So it'll change. The context, the conversation around that cause piece will evolve every year, every decade. Yeah. And,
2: and and for some, it might um, become what I like to call white noise. It's there. It's not you there. Don't really, you don't really. Yeah. It, you, you see it. You acknowledge it. It's, it's in the collection. It's cool. But if you're not really interested, then you just listen. Keep walking. Keep walking. <laughs> I mean, you Ignore know, for it. those that appreciate it, appreciate it. And like I said, there's a such thing as highbrow art. And then those art pieces that might be included in white cube spaces or in museum collections. And then there's art that's given to the public in a way that um, Gilbert has done. And those that like it, feast on it. Feast your eyes on it.
0: Right, right. Again, thanks very much, Bryant, for the thoughtful, the thoughtful question there. Let's go to uh, Frank on the east side. Frank, welcome to Detroit today.
4: Hey, thank you. How hey. are you? Good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Uh, you know, if you, uh, I don't want to say use Google. Maybe you want to use DuckDuckGo and look up uh, Pop Surrealism. Maybe that'll give people some insight on what this is. I'm actually glad to see it there because it threatens uh, the the uh, the morass of abstract expressionism that the Detroit art scenes have been stuck in hmm. for a bazillion years. Whether or not you like the piece, if you look at it, you have to admit it takes some sort of a skill to have designed it. And if you really want to know what it's about, ask the artist.
0: Hmm. hmm. Frank, uh, thanks very much for the call and the, and, the, and the comments there. Boy, we're getting we're getting great uh, a <laughs> great reaction from people. This is not just oh, I drove by and I like it or I don't like it. Right. People are really dissecting this.
1: When I was down there on uh, this past Sunday. There were different groups of people who did not know each other that were debating among each other. Is that and getting right? Getting into relatively heated arguments <laughs> about what it meant, which was cool to see. Yeah. Well, yeah. if
2: art if art does one thing, it should do that. It should it should initiate conversation. It should make people start thinking. Think. And if when yes. when it's at a point when it doesn't do that, then maybe it's not doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah,
0: maybe there is no purpose to exactly. Let's go to Adam in Gross Point. Adam, welcome to Detroit Today.
3: Hey, Stephen. Uh-huh. Uh, thanks for having me. Sure.
2: Um,
3: hey, so I just wanted to say, I mean, first of all, uh, not to compare cause to one of the world's greatest landmarks, but when the Eiffel Tower went up, right, Parisians hated that thing. So <laughs> what does that say about the way that art can kind of evolve, especially public art? Mm-hmm. But uh, for me, this is just kind of uh, the backdrop of context. Earlier this week, I just came to realize that the same sculptor actually created a bunch of public art that has just been interwoven in my life in metro detroit uh and that's marshall fredericks okay obviously he did spirit of detroit but i found out he did the little statue of a a baby baboon that was in my elementary school actually Hmm. uh growing up and he did the eagle at the entrance of uh, michigan stadium uh he did those uh, the the hudson statues the Aesop's Fable, Mouse and the Lion, uh, which was over at Eastland Mall, um, and, and, and many more statues on Belle Isle, Cranbrook as well. So sure. uh, I, for me, just reflecting on that, you know, it, it brought me, I think, a sense of richness and wonder in public space. And so I look forward to sort of the next generation having that version for them. And with yeah. Claude, I think, I think it's actually more accessible than, than people are, are maybe – uh, understand because he, he really is linked into this whole like hype beast culture and collabs with uh, Jordan Shoe brand and Uniqlo clothing wow. brand and things like that. So wow. there is this consumer edge sort of like the, the Travis McFarland stuff as well.
1: Yeah. Wow. He's and very current. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Very current. I mean, th- he is, if we talk about um, chefs becoming rock stars, uh, street artists have become rock stars. Shepard Ferry is an example yes. of that. Yes. Cause is certainly an example of that. He sold an acrylic painting earlier in March, for $1.2 million. Wow. Uh, so he is at the height of success for for a contemporary artist right now. And, uh, yeah, that's definitely yeah. a valid point.
0: Yeah. No, great, great insights. Gosh, our callers are just <laughs>
1: like, they're blowing me away today
0: with this. They have thought much more deeply about this than, uh, than I have had an opportunity to yet. Uh, Francesca in Gross Point Farms, welcome to Detroit Today.
4: Hello. Hey. How you doing, Stephen? Good. How are you? Um, I'm fine, thank you. Um, I am calling because I just want to say that I just do not understand all the negativism um, that's floating around about this um, statue. I think it's a very um, positive work. I mean, to me, it is evocative of Michelangelo's Madonna and Child, which is in in the Bruges Museum. And um, I just don't see all the negativism, you know, that people are talking about. And I think if they don't like it, they should just you know cast their eyes elsewhere <laughs> right,
0: right. Uh, I think Sabrina <laughs> Nelson agrees with you she just said something like that uh, <laughs> you know i mean i I, I do think though and, and Francesca thanks very much for the call and the comments that's a that's a really interesting analogy uh, to that Michelangelo piece um, but there is this question of uh, of how we deal with the, the the sort of power dynamic here and the fact that somebody like Dan Gilbert can force us as Detroiters to contend with this art and try to make sense of it and lots of other people can't I mean and, and I think it's fair to say that as Detroiters we take that a little more personally than uh, than people in other cities where I have lived at least uh, that that it, it means it gets freighted with uh, lots of other kinds of things that have happened here, lots of other kinds of things that go on. And I wonder often uh, whether um, whether our artist community here, Sabrina, which you are an important part of, feels the same way as just sort of um, rank-and-file Detroiters about that. Do, do, does it resonate the same with someone like you?
2: I... Uh- let me let me just say this. I think I visited either Kansas City or St. Louis. One of those cities has the most amount of sculpture than any city in this country because the person who laid out the city visited, um, I think, Florence, Italy, and they liked it. So they started bringing in sculptures from all over Europe, mm-hmm. and they're all over that city. And that was, for me... The first time I'd ever seen a U.S. city where everywhere I looked, there was public sculpture. And some of it was old, some of it was new, but it was beautiful. When my son went to Italy Mm -hmm. for study abroad and he called home and I was like, Mario, how is it? He was like, Mom, there's sculpture everywhere. Everywhere. He says, and I said, well, what do you miss about being at home? And he said, the people. He didn't miss being in the city per se because it's visually quiet here. Um, And at the time he was there, it was even more quiet here. We didn't have the murals. We didn't have the public sculpture. We didn't have a lot of the stuff that we have now. I find that um, in this city, there's so many amazing people. And um, we're almost like this um, utopia in a way where if you don't lift up the rock, you don't see what's really beautiful in Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. And so when you have someone who has power in, in terms of money, and they mm-hmm. can purchase pieces, mm-hmm. and they can put them in places, I think um, I think that's great. Yeah. Um, but when you have communities that come together and say, we want a mural here, this, and right. we're going to put Sydney James on the wall, or we're going to put Wheezy on the wall, and we're going to bring something beautiful in this space that hasn't been here before, then that in itself is power, but may not be... Um, highbrow in that way. So I don't really have a problem with what happens in communities as long as it's not all happening and what most people think that because it's downtown, it is the end of everything. Detroit is big.
0: Yeah, no, it's huge. It's
2: huge. And there's
1: art all And there's
2: art everywhere. There's more art on the North End, on the West End, you know, so art is everywhere. Take a ride through Southwest Detroit. Yes, yes. Right, (laughs) it's packed. Yeah,
1: it is. I I think there's a really good balance in Detroit. When I look at the massive murals downtown, it's Beverly Fishman, it's mm-hmm. Charles McGee. There's a lot of representation there sure. mixed in with international artists. And then mm-hmm. you go into the neighborhoods and yes, Detroit artists have no problem asserting themselves sure. on the bountiful amount of walls that are in the city. So there is a good balance, I think, in terms of that corporate interest that's always been there. I mean, that is a, a huge part of, of the United States is the wealthy bestowing. art. You could argue that the Scout Fountain. Yes. Scout Fountain of Bell Out yes. is public art. So and it's only increasing as people want more experiences versus mm-hmm. materialism. Massive corporate brands get involved yes. in designing that culture and being part of that culture. I think the interesting conversation in Detroit is that it is one of the most aggressive cities towards uh, uh penalizing graffiti writers sure, and sure. charging felonies on graffiti writers. They take uh, graffiti here very, very seriously. Serious and that's can. been part of Mayor Duggan's MO since mm-hmm. he was a prosecutor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, that continues on. And even times in the city, public art that was commissioned that was approved by a building gets brought in as a dragnet as if it was blight and gets ticketed as right. so. So there, I think the bigger conversation is how does Detroit embrace mm-hmm. what seems to be a growing we're at the peak of public art in the united states and yeah. it's certainly happening here so how do they handle that and how do they uh divide it and how do they categorize it yeah
0: uh, let's go to uh, steven in detroit steven welcome to detroit today great name by the way <laughs> are you there uh yeah go hi ahead. this is Stephen. uh yeah.
4: thanks for taking my call oh. i just wanted to uh, i really like what everyone's saying uh Shout out to Sabrina. I'm a CCS alum, so go Peacocks.
2: Go Peacocks. Uh, <laughs> I got to do that peacock scream. <laughs> yeah,
0: that loud, shrill. Um,
4: my, my comment was uh, was pretty brief. I just, um, I really like, like what I said. Sabrina was kind of uh, hitting the nail on the head for me. I, I, I think, you know, there's so much art uh, in Detroit. And uh, I think a, a lot of the time when something like this happens, uh, international Artists get a lot of attention, and uh, there's just so much to see on in any part of the city. But when it comes to Dan Gilbert purchasing, you know, uh, something even with with his with his own with his own wealth, uh, mm-hmm. it's still to me uh, just I don't know. It doesn't make sense. He's, he's getting so much money uh, in tax abatements and anything else just to be able to uh, kind of do what he wants with his properties. Punish, you know, smaller named graffiti writers uh, on his other properties, and it's uh, it's a little odd to see uh, the likes of Shepard Fairey and Cause on his his buildings mm. um, in in a subversive sense. So I don't know. I just I just kind of want. Yeah, to put but Stephen again,
0: that's I mean that's not new in in either Detroit or in art. I mean, if you think of Rockefeller hiring Diego Rivera to to paint. Um, uh, and I won't remember which building in New York. Uh, well, Rockefeller Center, uh, the wall in there. And then, of course, he had the mural took he, he took it down because he thought it was so subversive. But then the Fords, who are, you know, another pretty uh, uh, conservative, wealthy family here in the city of Detroit, they hire Rivera to to paint the, the murals in Rivera Court. So I don't know. I mean, I I, I absolutely hear what you're saying. But uh, but I think that is part and parcel of the narrative around how art gets created in this country
1: there's something interesting that that stephen was referencing though that in uh 2014 there were three graffiti writers that were really just a couple teens from gross point it Mm -hmm. turned out that had tagged a couple of buildings that dan gilbert owned and he sent out an email uh calling them degenerates who don't get it Mm -hmm. crawling out of their deep dark holes Mm -hmm. and it's interesting to think about uh, a guy like cause who started out as one of that, those graffiti? Art. I'm not saying yeah. that the tagging that those three uh, people did is anywhere close to the artwork that that Cause was doing, but there is this interesting evolution of street art becoming so mainstream, and at one time viewed as vandals. And you know, Cause has now had his images in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in New York, yes, so it's right. it's part of the mainstream <laughs> you can't now. Can't get
0: more mainstream than when that. When lowbrow becomes highbrow, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Right.
1: The difference being a price tag put on it.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ryan Patrick Cooper, producer with Culture Shift right here on WDET, which you can stay tuned to the station in here at noon today. Thanks very much for being here on Detroit Today. Thank you. Also, Sabrina Nelson, one of my favorite local artists. It was really great to have you in studio for this conversation. Thank you so Mm -hmm. much. Up next, we're going to talk about a different kind of art, literary art, and the role of poetry in the literary arts right here in Detroit through a new poetry festival. Stay with us and stay with us on the phones, 313-577-1019. We still want to hear what you think about the statue in Campus Martius. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today.